the Reset Rebel podcast with me, Joe Yule. And we've had, once again, a little restival from the older summer festival. Had a couple of weeks off of making this podcast, but we couldn't have picked a better guest to be coming back live and direct from his beautiful lounge, uh, or their beautiful lounge, actually. There's going to be two wonderful guests at the very beginning of this uh, podcast today, and we're going to be talking about a very special event that's coming up In England, actually, Uh, an incredible organisation that operate here on the island uh, with acoustic music are taking their outfit over to the north of England. And we've had this man on before on the show. Uh, It is, of course, Mr. Justin Manville and his beautiful wife, Chloe. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Should I continue to play? I do love a little bit of a, a background uh, something while I'm accoutrement while I'm talking, but um, yeah, what have you got for us today, Justin? This is a new song, and it's called Somebody Else. And we're going to have a little, uh, a little duo. You'll have to wait and see. Somebody else Somebody else 
Oh my God. I absolutely thought that was beautiful. That actually gave me proper little goosebumps. And um, I mean, listening to the lyrics of that, that just completely sounded like you were both, obviously, that's what you get up to in your spare time where there's nobody else around, singing together here in this very lounge. That was absolutely stunning. Thank you so much. You're Thank welcome. you very much. Well, I've only practiced that once before, so. <laughs> she references Lisa Hannigan quite a lot, who was uh, Damien Rice's right-hand lady or left-hand lady, <laughs> or the main lady. But um, she, she hid too. She hid too. She faced <laughs> the other her. direction. That's if she went on stage at all, I think. But now it's different. She's on her own. She's out there. She doesn't care. It took her about 10 years. Yeah. yeah I think, well, I don't think anyone, yeah, when they're first kind of getting into the groove of things, like, you know, naturally feels impulsed to kind of throw themselves out there. But um, it sounds, I mean, I've got really great headphones on and um, I can tell you that it sounded absolutely gorgeous from where I was sitting. So I'm really grateful that you actually took the plunge and sang that for me. Do you know, Joe is a real muso as well. So she, will, she would tell you if that was disgusting. <laughs> Better, better this way. He's always catching me off guard. He calls me on stage when I have no clue and everything. So, I think that's the best way because otherwise you get really nervous and expect it, and it would be a hundred times worse. So, no, I think he's doing you a favour. You know, when you're really thinking about something, like when I've got a big yoga gig coming up or whatever, I start freaking out like months in advance. And what is the point of all that worry? It's just an utter waste of time because when you do it, it's always amazing, and that sounded amazing. And I think just worrying and constantly freaking out about something that's in the future and it's going to be amazing anyway. What's the point? You may as well just get Justin to bring you on after a few little cheeky sherbets and have a bloody good old time, which is what we're going to do in the north of England. Yeah. I am so excited. <laughs> look at this smug reaction. Like, yeah, I told you so. Look. She well, I know that. Nice Even thing. when we go to therapy and the therapist says, <laughs> you know, I was right. <laughs> and I just needed that. I needed that recognition, you know. But anyway, no, it's, it's not. Been to therapy, just no. Okay. Well, you know, I'm like, oh, my I'm God, this is turning into a whole different kind of podcast a, entirely, like ma- marriage counselling. Yeah. yeah. No. I could do a bit of marriage counselling. This is musical therapy. It's the same. It's all the same. It's all therapy, isn't it? Yeah. Helping Chloe. That boy needs therapy, isn't that a great little song? I need it. No, I don't. I'm (laughs) alright. That is a great tune, actually. I do like that song. Mm. That boy needs therapy. (laughs) Said in an exact voice like that. That was a good one. Thank you. (laughs) She knows what she's doing. Now, I mean, one of the standout lyrics of that song was like, you know, if you kind of woke up to find you're somebody else, is there anybody else? If you had to wake up tomorrow morning and be somebody else, who would it be, just out of interest? I genuinely happy just being me. I, I really, I could no way say that I'd like to be somebody else. No way. No way. Just try. But if you had just... to be, tomorrow morning, like Mr. Ben, who would it be? God, that's such a good... Even somebody that's dead. I'll give you that. Somebody incredibly significant that's done something wonderful in the world. What about Alan Watts? You don't say like Alan him. Partridge. No. <laughs> no. Nobody wants to be Alan no, Partridge, Alan not even Alan Partridge. Oh, uh, I wouldn't mind being. I think I am Alan Partridge sometimes. <laughs> such a good, I don't know. We'll come back to you on that one. Justin, any ideas? Tesla would be cool. Who? Tesla. You really want to like, he's terrible at public speaking. I mean, he's got a, an, an incredible mind, but oh my God. Yeah, but I think he was a pretty amazing person. What he was oh, no, doing. I thought you th- I'm thinking about Elon Musk. I don't know why. I'm just jumping ahead. I'm jumping all over the place. I'm I just love like, it when you jump I'm, all over the place. I'm just yeah. assuming. I'm, I don't know that whether Tesla was a good public speaker or not. I have no, no idea. No, in terms of what he did. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I'll have to think oh, about got, that one. Who would you like to be, Justin? That's what he did. He got murdered, didn't he? He well, got murdered. No. Um, no, we don't know that. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't want the FBI coming We're going to be in... I'll tell you what, this podcast is going well. We've got... I don't. I, I, I'm the same. I, I don't. I can't. Sive. You know, if I'm not going to be with me, I'll be my daughter. But 
I, no, I, I really like being me. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's such a big question, isn't it? Because there's so many intricate details. I mean, the pers personality is just so wide and so infinite. I do like Alan Watts. I like the way he talks. Um, but no, I, I, I'm also, I would be, even with the question you say, no, you have to be, I can't do myself a yeah. disservice. No, and, I, and, I, and it's just like, it's just something that I just cannot do. Yeah, I, I really struggle to say I'd like to be somebody else. I wouldn't have that arrogance to presume I could be that person. I just have to get this one right. The one that we know of. Yeah, or at least That's exactly what my, um, my retreat business partner says to me whenever I start having a little wobble. And she's just like, just do you. And I'm like, actually, that's such good advice. Because whenever you do do you, obviously, it's quite easy to be you. Mm -hmm. um, but trying to be somebody else or trying to measure up to somebody else's mm -hmm. expectations. I mean, they're probably not expecting that anyway. It's just your perception of what somebody else is going to kind of want you to be and that's just a load of old cobblers anyway so yeah. I think you know doing you is um is the only way the forward the best version of you that you can be I think yeah, as you grow you older you know if you have that privilege to um learn from each mistake you make and grow and evolve and then try and give back and do good I think that's kind of the plan anyway to just your plan or just the general plan mine yeah to just give back more and more eventually and do more for others, I think, be of service to others mm -hmm. rather than reflect on oneself continually because I think that can be a rabbit hole of madness, you know. Just be yeah. self-content and then with that spread light. But that's the whole yeah. challenge, isn't it? Yeah. The self-contentment. Yeah. For me, I don't really gauge who I am depending on other people's opinions. I gauge who I am based on my own opinion. And I have a challenge with myself. It's not with anybody else. There's no interference. Because, mostly because, uh, without sounding silly, we always have some interference, don't we? Mm -hmm. Just at the right, just at the point. I, I, I feel that we all are really kind of connected uh, and, and a lot of people saying we are one one love all this kind of stuff but I feel like you know I, I, if I'm working on myself I'm working on everybody so it's the same thing uh, and that's it and I'm alright with, with how I operate most of the time and, and you, the thing is unless you're mentally unwell you do have a, a, a moral compass uh, which is very very strong and guides you pretty well mm. so you know if you're pushing it one way or the other uh, and you know if you're doing something which is righteous or helpful or even even in those spectrums that annoys me a lot these days you know just being helpful about because you that can be you can make yourself a martyr that way and you can then get credit for helping others and i think that the the things that you should be credited for are just purely unknown and absolutely only recognised by you, and yeah, not, you don't e have not to in publicise a, it. Not until in you talk about them on a podcast yeah, maybe yeah. and, and they, I, then exactly. they become sort of highly uh, you know, yeah. kind of pronounced. I think what I really liked actually about one of our last podcasts, well, the last podcast, um, when we were doing the Reset Rebel stuff, you were sort of saying that you picked up a hitchhiker um, and he had some very sort of profound words, which were just very small and very sweet. And actually, I did actually also pick up a hitchhiker on the way here, which is why I was late. And just had such a beautiful conversation with this girl who's literally just moved here from... South America and she was just really really interesting and she was like I know that you're in such a rush and you're late because obviously I told her and as soon as you got in the car I was like get in quick I've got to go and she was like oh she got out of the car and she looked me in the eye and she just said 
I know you're late and I know you're in a rush, but, you know, I've just moved here and your little act of kindness was just just what I needed. And I, I actually just almost melted into my car seat. And, um, you know, it is sometimes just the little things of giving that don't need to be big grand gestures or, you know, things that we talk about forever and ever. They can just be little tiny gestures. On, only last night I... Uh... I went to bed, and I and I and Saib often joins me in that bed. Uh, certainly at the beginning. That being your daughter, not yeah. your. Uh, <laughs> just so that everybody knows who Saib is. We don't run that kind of household here. Yeah, well, maybe it's, it's just your dog. Yeah. Well, Saib, that's Saib. They're all S's. But Saib got in the bed, and she said. Um, she goes, uh, I love you, Daddy. And she really meant it. You know, when uh, each time uh, your child says that, it's, it hits you anyway. That's an obvious one. Yeah, and then I said, I love you too, darling. And she, there was a bit of a pause. And then she said, thank you. And that was it. And it, the thank you, it melted me. I, I, I just couldn't. I, I had to turn around and like, hold myself in the fetal position. No, but I, 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 just, can't, I just can't believe, you know, the kind of awareness of this little girl and, and, how, and, the, and how gracious she is and how, how grateful she is. Uh, and that's without being told on Instagram, you must be, be all these things and you must be grateful and you must say I'm blessed and you must thank everybody and everything and the universe for being where you are. So I just thought, yeah, amazing. And uh, it's these little things. I mean, we were talking about self-contentment that that word in itself and from the right person or even the wrong person can just you know take you there uh, and that's why 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 just kindness is important of course and that's why just acting on behalf of others instead of yourself is is the most important thing to do but i think it's talked about too much and i think you just need to get on with it agreed and we don't need to post it all over instagram every time we pick up a hitchhiker that's exactly it yeah. something just natural it should be natural completely i actually did picked up a hitchhiker two days ago as well and only because i knew her don't worry don't look at me like i'm picking up an axe murderer um she was the lady in the pizza place axe murderer no she's nice and she was literally just going up the hill and i just turned around and i said hi and she goes thank you so much and just you know that and then that would have made her day a little bit better and then a ripple effect and a knock-on effect and it's just what do they call it simple acts of kindness that knock-on effect just try a little bit of that and not, not to be Don't a martyr it, just, just be it just be it yeah. and all the time you know and to get out of the self i think is important that's what i mean just to get out of the self I think it's age that does that to you a lot as well. You know, you kind of the years start to tick by, and you, you've sp- if you've been lucky enough to spend time getting to know yourself, uh, and and at least exploring a lot of the world with some an element of freedom and, and enjoying life to any any degree, that you kind of start to think, hey, uh, I want to I want to kind of, you know, be there for others. That's it. So this song is obviously about, you know, loving yourself and getting and that comes from getting to know yourself. So what I mean, I think in Ibiza, we're pretty lucky to have a little bit of extra time on our hands compared to most uh, people in other parts of the world, because there's a very great scene here that kind of embellishes that and makes space for that and nurtures and nourishes that kind of whole process. And I think, you know, that's why I love living here anyway. And that's kind of what I share through my work as well a little bit sometimes, particularly on this podcast. But I think like, what, what, what are you guys, you know, what are those little ways that you think you've kind of learned to love yourself from maybe being uniquely here on the island rather than living back in England? There's, there's numerous ways uh, and there's numerous things which have helped and that's just actually being here. And you have, you have the, the unbelievable beauty of Ibiza which can very quickly become almost unattractive. 
because it's just so there and so in your face and, and it kind of gets a bit over-facing. And, and as a human being, you kind of naturally uh, levitate or gravitate towards, uh, you know, not being in the mainstream, or I do anyway. I'm kind of like, well, you know, we're all supposed to be in awe of this place, so I'm not in awe of it anymore and I'm not, not doing this. But, uh, but aside from that, it's kind of, you know, getting to know yourself, especially in, uh, in regards to the song, it's, it's important because you think you know yourself, you know, when you start. Life, you kind of go. I, uh, of course, I know myself. I'm in my body, and, and I've got my mind, and that's it. And it's only the the, the beauty of, of growing older. Uh, not that we're elderly or anything, but you know, we don't ever <laughs> want to become that. We, wanna, we don't ever want to peak. You know, you want to be popping off at 140. You know, still driving around race course and, and a fast car. But whatever, it, it just kind of you, you when you when you um, get to know yourself truly, it's just about being honest and it's about immersing yourself in the truth of, of what is instead of resisting it and fighting it. And and if if you're constantly fighting something which is so obviously telling you something else inside your head, then then uh, you, you you're not waking up as somebody else. You're not waking up as you should be, as uh, who you are. And and obviously it starts with knowing yourself, and it also starts with then loving and accepting uh, who you are as well before you even start. Um, that's it. That's what the song's about for me. Really, it's just about hey, you might wake up to find you with somebody else, just a bit like I did, you know, because you put up these walls and facades and mm. all that stuff well there's definitely a lot of that going on in Ibiza that you can't deny I mean whenever I tell anyone I live here they're just like hmm interesting and yeah. um, because you know there's a lot of kind of people walking around trying to be something they're not you know uh, there's a lot of amazing people here and gorgeous communities but I think the ones that people tend to notice more uh, and probably explore less are the ones that are kind of surface and they're you know wandering around in their little bikinis with you know um extra items on their body that weren't they weren't necessarily born with bits I'm, and bobs I'm that rude and crude. i well you know we can all we can all be rude and crude but i feel bad for sort of talking about it too much because it, it you know is. maybe it's a, a girl thing rather than a boy thing sometimes but i feel like you know it is one of those places where sometimes you may be kind of feel like you're always on show and then you know you may be feel like you're more forced, I guess, to measure up to being something that maybe you're not. Is that is that how you feel? You're probably asking that question to the wrong person because I am innately a hider, and I have been, and this is an ongoing thing that I must deal with, whether, you know, I, I do put myself out there, but I really am quite content with going out when I choose to and observing when I choose to and then feeling... Um, okay and safe back in my nook and that doesn't mean I'm a complete hermit it's just um, I've seen a lot and experienced a lot and I know now what is good and what isn't good for me and and what works so you know it's taken many years for me to be here we first come here and it's kind of a visual overload isn't it of people and color and personalities and um, hedonism isn't really something that appeals to me I suppose and um, yeah I just I'm I'm I don't even know what I'm really trying to say. I'm just uh, probably not the per- right person to ask that because you don't see me out very much. I kind of hide. Yeah, but I just feel like the island in general, no matter what community... I mean, like, you know, for example, if I was just about to go and sit in Mousset Cafe in Santa Catrina, I couldn't just walk out in my gym jams and, you know, no makeup on. For me, I feel like every time I leave the bloody house, I, I have to kind of you know, put a bit of a, mm. put a bit of a thing together. Yeah. And, and that's just ridiculous, you know. Obviously, that's only in my head. That's yeah. not reality. And no one's going to sit there and go, Christ, she looks a bit rough today, you know. But it's just one of those things I find Ibiza makes me feel like that more than most places. Yeah. And it's not obviously the reason I love being here, but I do feel like sometimes it kind of puts a little bit of pressure on you somehow to behave in a way that you might not normally is probably what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, well... 
God, hang out with me more. You'll see me in the morning dropping side to school and like, I don't know, I look ridiculous sometimes. Like I a full work. vintage Versace? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. No, I, I oh, think no. I'm... Uh, no, no, definitely Sorry. not. I the, look ridiculous. The pyjama, the pyjama. I think I actually wore pyjamas to collect it from school yesterday, but I worked it with some jeans, so I pulled it off just by, just by complete chance. But yeah, I was wearing half pyjamas. <laughs> I've, I've, seen, I've seen this kind of thing, uh, this, this, this uh, formula uh, in Ibiza from being here for now almost five years. People start off with that pressure, and, and you can see it. And uh, it's 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 something which is really very real and there. I don't see anything wrong with it. I've seen it in most uh, places where where there's a lot of creativity. You know, vanity has to be thrown in there somewhere. And and I and I think that it, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. But when it starts to affect you and others in a negative way, then it becomes obviously not not such a good thing. So the, the healthy competition of just making that little bit of an effort, even as a man, you know, to walk out and just go, okay, at least. But it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, if you're going to get a pint of milk or whatever you're going to get, you, you should be able to go down there in, in you know, with the crown jewels, whatever. Whatever you're doing, you should just be able to do it and come back and not be judged for it and, and buy it. But it is a very visual place and it is a very aesthetic place. Even though it's hidden and even though it's a lot of rural beauty and a lot of kind of hidden beauty... Oh, sorry, yeah, I, I go to local places. Often. The local places for local people. <laughs> yes, the only, the only I'm the village. <laughs> yeah, no, I think is that so. your Welsh accent? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that sounded like the Indian spider that, that, that <laughs> sat down beside her and nibbled yeah. on her ankle. Yeah. Well, even in there, it's the same. You know, there's there is an element of kind of you know you. What happens is if you've ever said anything about anybody else in your life, past judgment, either in your head or or, or, or expressed it. Uh, verbally, then you are going to think that that's possible by other people. So that's a whole new thesis. You know, if you if you can do it, then you know other people can do it. And this goes back to that thing of us being all very much connected and all very much one kind of uh, you know frequency. And uh, you know, that's it. Yeah, but I don't think it has to be analysed that much. I, I just genuinely think you don't have. You know, sometimes it's nice just to go for a pint of milk and not bump into somebody and say hello. So you can either dip into. I think so, socialising here, which is wonderful, because we have so many incredible friends and we've met some amazing people but you also on the other hand can avoid it if you want to so it's just kind of placing yourself there or not you know um dipping in and out and I think that's for me uh, I'm kind of an empath where I get drained very easily from um other energies if it's hectic or uh, not sincere so going back to that that facade and that veneer in Ibiza it really drains me um and it's not something that I dislike it or I feel threatened or I feel in any way um a, a com- competition as a female for me it's just I, 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 it drains me on a, a level I can't describe but I've been like that since I was a child that's nothing to do with Ibiza you know it's something I, I hide away for self-preservation and self-contentment and also within my family unit where I'm, I'm very content um, and then dipping in um, to socialising where possible but if I over socialise I get absolutely exhausted and especially here because it's such a feast of crazy personalities which we're all part of including myself but um, definitely dipping in and out is self-preservation for me for sure yeah yeah but you're not nobody's tied to Ibiza nobody's tied to anywhere they live these days I mean some people think they are but if you want to go and get a different 
kind of way of life and, and a different uh, you know reality then go somewhere else mm. uh, this yeah, is then this that's when we go to the city isn't it and we kind of go you yeah, become a bit of an anonymous it's nice having kind of the provincial towniness of here and then i love leaving and going to the city mm. and just kind of being a face in a crowd yeah. i couldn't agree more and i think you know it's good to get off the island and um you know i don't get island fever necessarily but there are things i start to miss and live music is probably one of the biggest things you know living and working in london as a music journalist for a really long time and I just feel I'd get to a point where I feel a bit starved and you know yes there are little events tucked and wonderful events like World Unplugged which I absolutely love and so grateful that you brought that to this island but I think um, I would say that and theatre are probably the two things that I miss the most so we're almost halfway into this podcast can we have another little seems I've been so starved for so long it's time to um time to have a feast if I'm allowed what have you got for us do you want to sing that other one Waiting is getting old. Thank you. 
my god absolutely i'm loving this i'm getting my own private little session in your wonderful home thank you so much that was gorgeous you're welcome i mean as we're doing it I, i'm so switched on to the like the different frequencies slightly and uh, i know i know chloe i know she's because we haven't rehearsed but i think it's like you say it's sometimes just better when you just hit it I mean, does it matter? I mean, you just sound great and so natural together. We really, really, really do enhance one another's well, yeah, vocals. It's gorgeous. We, we fight a lot, so th- this, this helps. <laughs> you really explore the, the fighting side of, of our personalities. Why are you looking? Why are you hitting? You hit, she's hitting me now to not say that. So I'm oh going to knead so, in the knee. Oh, my God, you well, a fibber. Little fibber? That's not the language you use. You would say little something else. Oh, don't be like putting us on a show for the. My mum always used to say that to me. You're telling fibs. I think it was more mainly. It's like, where are you from? Like the 1940s? All I could hear during that whole recording was. Yeah, well, you're focusing on the wrong things. Can you just stop humping the bench, please, Chloe? For God's sake, woman. I know that you probably do that when I'm not here, but you know. (laughs) Why has the washing machine changed place anyway, as well? It's a joke. You didn't neither of you got it. But a washing machine is very it's good for a woman, I heard, when it's on spin cycle. Oh, yes. But it does it has gone from one side of the room to the other, I know this. Or at least it's only a <laughs> so <mad>. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Mosquitoes, I'm actually. I've had to bat quite a lot of little creatures off of my leg, my bare leg. Nothing worse than a fly landing on you in your bare skin. It's like, no! And and that little tongue thing with the split at the end just comes out. It's just too much. (laughs) I don't know what that was under the table. I think it was your dog, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping so, anyway. I watched a really cool thing on Tyson recently, and even though he was allegedly, you know, he's kind of. uh, Labelled with all these things, horrible things, you know, which you never want to hear about. But I, I kind of, first of all, he said he, he won his first title, and, and they said, "What do you feel? What, 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 do you, what are you, what are you now?" And he goes, "From one to ten, what are you?" And he goes, zero. And uh, I just thought that's just exactly the right way to feel and, and do things if you want to be at the top of, of your game. And I just love that as a kind of motivational thing. And then he went into talking about lots of other stuff, you know, how the family uh, situation came about and, and all that. But it was, uh, I believed him and I believed his side of things. And I don't know why I'm talking about Tyson, you know, but I, I, I just... <laughs> We're just, talking about Mike Tyson. Yeah, Mike Tyson. I, I, just, I just felt that, I felt that, I feel that everything these days, it just kind of, this that, that good, motivated, focused frequency, whatever it is, I just love it. I, I really kind of, it really just draws me in. So even if you're watching a crappy little video on YouTube of this, you know, type, you know, world world fighter that's that's you know done whatever he's done, and then he's had bad press. I just feel, I don't know. I just resonate with the, with the positivity of it and the focus and the discipline. And I, and I don't know why I'm I'm saying that. Why where were we? Before I think that? it's just about doing. You know, like exactly. Chloe was slightly hesitant and doubtful, perhaps about how it sounded. But ultimately, yeah. I think you know, really just doing stuff. If you exactly. constantly sat around worrying how something is going to turn out, then you just that's don't do I anything. And I think that that's why. I love the fact that you two did just yeah. go for that unrehearsed. And to hear that on this podcast um, feels a little bit like a, an exclusive. So thanks for that. Cool. Um, I feel pretty good about uh, putting this out there now and letting everybody else hear it. So are you going to be singing together at the uh, at the gig in Broughton Hall? 
uh, at the end of this month because I'm actually missing Halloween and Ibiza for that. And to be honest, you've done me the biggest favour in the world. I can't think of anywhere I'd rather be less than Ibiza at Halloween. And I must be the only person that lives here that feels like that. So normally on Halloween, I do what um, Chloe does, which is to hide. And I just don't feel like going out for three days of not nightmarish, quite literally partying. So for me to be able to get on a plane and go to a stately home in the north of England and listen to acoustic live music. I mean, you've basically made my dreams come true. Well, this is awesome. And this is the amount of uh, energy and time and again focus you have to put into world unplugged just digging a little deeper than the surface to realize this is what it is you know and, and it is a special i think magical occasions which are brought together by obviously somebody holding it together but the main ingredients is the the people behind it the the, the, the people in it the, the the audience not just the musician it's just a full exchange between everybody there but it's not that annoying kind of hippie exchange. It's just that real, real exchange because music just cuts the shit. And I've always found that. It just cuts and breaks down everything to a point where everybody feels like a human being. And again, what we were talking about earlier, it, it, it kind of diminishes and, and dismisses all those facades and all those kind of things that we put in the way. Uh, and, and, then, and then the connection happens, doesn't it, with, with the audience and with everybody there. And I just love the atmosphere. And even though it's exhausting... We always try and make the next one even more special, but it's not going to be special just because it's, it's bigger and it's better. It's, it, we want it to be more special because we are more uh, experienced in what we do and, and therefore we know the best parts of it and we want to just continue to grow that part and continue to maximise that part. I mean, I've been speaking a lot recently with kind of business people and it's not my forte to talk about this. It's, I, I want to just do the music and I want to do the events and I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about what, what, what it means and what, what people, which people it kind of appeals to. I just want to do it and that's how it's worked and that's how it will continue to work. But I have started to think a little bit more about, you know, the demographics and stuff like that recently. But uh, yeah, it is that. It, it's about looking just beyond the, the website and really just... Just going into it a little bit and saying, hey, who's playing? How does this work? Looking at a bit, a, a bit of the footage. Because you send out uh, a message now on WhatsApp and people are almost irritated by it. Especially if you send it in a group. I mean, that was okay in 2014 when it started. When people were like, oh my God, I can send something to like 25,000 people in one go. But now it's just like, who added me to a group? I will kill them. So it's like, I only got added to your group this morning and I was like, oh my God, amazing. More like fun well, and games to find well, out what's going are. on at Proudton Hall. Well, I was there, over the moon. Well, there you are. That's, that's it. But, you know, some people are not there yet at the hating, killing stage. But, it, 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 but yeah, in, in general, it's kind of like the people who leave that group, some of them left a group. I mean, it wasn't something orchestrated by me anyway, but it was just some of them, just they just see something that's just in a group and it's just like, boom, I, don't, I, can't, I can't look at it. I don't want it. What is it? Is somebody trying to sell me something? Somebody, but we're not, nobody's ever trying to sell anything with, with, uh, with World Unplugged. They're just saying, hey, come, come along and, and just get real value for what you're doing and, and your life and your money and whatever, every, whatever it involves. You're going you're gonna to go away feeling better, I think. I think, you know, it's not just music, it's food, it's the experience of staying in such a gorgeous um, environment, which, you know, again, leaving Ibiza and going somewhere very quintessentially British is, is going to be an experience. And to stay in a, a house which I'm just loving uh, at one particular page in this fabulous brochure that I've got in front of me about the restaurant being uh, called Utopia, which, of course, we do have one of uh, in Ibiza, which is on a little beach 
in the middle of nowhere near San Miguel. But this particular um, estate, Broughton Hall Estate, has a restaurant called Utopia, which describes as an imagined place or state of things where everything is perfect. Now, <laughs> that sounds like the kind of place I want to go <laughs> at the end of the month. I'm like, bring it on, baby. They're, they're not even, you know, they're not pulling no punches there. That, that is like, it is perfect. They're not even suggesting it. They're not saying, hey, there's room for improvement. It's just perfect. And this is what I like. You know, this is but it. it could be perfect because, you know, everything at the end of the day, whether it's, is or it isn't is perfectly imperfect because it's you know perfect you know it's just really quite perfect like perfecto level, as I think they say in Spanish like the that's that's the word I use most in Spanish but it's like the you know it's like the level of oxygen in our in our environment now if we, it was one or two degrees one way or the other we wouldn't be able to breathe you know so there is a, a a cosmic jigsaw of perfection wherever you go and yeah exactly if it's imperfect it's perfect I mean everybody likes theatre if if somebody's having a squabble in a in a restaurant then people kind of listen to that a little bit don't they whatever but it is i mean i love the claim and i love anybody saying that because it's it's a good place to start <laughs> well I, that's why i work in radio because you know basically no one can see what's uh, going on behind the scenes but i do believe chloe is about to leave us and so can we have a, a little goodbye from chloe and a little thank you more importantly as i retrieve your car keys off the rug on the floor by my feet and um, just to say thank you to just give us that brilliant song thank you very much for that impromptu um, recording well i can't wait to see it back in england at the end of the month <laughs> absolutely looking forward to it we'll see you there so let's go back to broughton hall because um yeah i think as we've just said, it's going to be an experience to stay there. You've got a lot of rooms, which is, you know, there's going to be a lovely community of people there coming in, I assume, from not just in the island, but you're obviously from there, which is going to be amazing to catch up with some some old faces as well. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think a lot of people, when they do their, their, their gig at home, when they've been away from home a lot and, and travelled, and when they come back to their local area, especially if it's somewhere quite rural, uh, especially in the north of England they kind of go why what could happen here um, but I am excited about it and a lot of people from my kind of school life are coming through on Facebook and saying hey man like what I've seen something on on the, the, the Facebook and I've seen it's been in the local press quite a bit uh, and they're saying what's, what's going on you know I'm coming we're going to get a crew of people together so uh, yeah it's going to be exciting and it's, it's almost like a reunion for me which I never would have attended unless I orchestrated it all myself and, and kind of controlled it so it's, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's, just, yeah, it's like people are going to be coming out there and, and I, I hope family I mean my family have been um, very kind of uh, reserved on it all they're just like uh, yeah yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see you you'll see you later but they haven't really said oh yeah we're looking forward we're going to grab a, uh, you know all, everybody and we're going to meet in the local pub or whatever but I, I think they probably will be like that nearer the time so we've got we've got a lot of them there's probably well there's now I think 20 uh, nieces and nephews alone you know a mixture of great ones and and, and first ones and whatever they are great great ones and uh, yeah and then all obviously all my brothers and sisters and all the husbands and wives and all that stuff so yeah it could be a, a, a very big crew uh hit in north yorkshire I'm excited that I'm actually going to get to meet your entire family. That's uh, well, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> it. Just hopefully. gets better. Mm, yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, some of them followed me to Ireland, uh, but then, none sooner as I, I settled in Ireland, then I found a beta. So, yeah, some of them followed a beta, but not for long. They, they could only handle it for a few months. Where's next? Iceland? I don't know. I don't know. I think India. That, I've never been. 
I, I, I definitely want to try and I want to I want to experience that. So yeah, I mean, we're going to be traveling a lot. We're really stepping it up next year, 2020. We have a new, uh, you know, schedule and a new all this administrative behind the scenes stuff has been working away all year, uh, which is why we kind of pulled away from uh, you know playing that many gigs. So we've had a bit of a shuffle, and uh, yeah, next year we're going to be doing a lot of travel and a lot more concerts. We've committed to at least four in Ibiza, so one every quarter. I was just about to sort of throw my throw my hands up in despair there and say, how dare you leave us? already we're, we, we need you here yeah we're here we're here we're 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 on a we're a spanish company uh, or we will be by next week so we'll be you know we're right at the beginning still but even though it's been people have been aware of, of it for quite a while now so yeah we're we're we're, we're gonna go for it we're gonna give it a good shot and um and, and put more music out there more of these events out there uh different musicians the 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 works you know and so what have we got coming up at Broughton Hall in terms of um, sort of singer-songwriters, acoustic musicians? Have we got any Irish contingent coming in there apart from your wonderful wife? Yeah, we've got Sinead White, who I think you've seen. I love Sinead. Uh, she's just so great, just in all, all ways. And um, then we've got Tom Scothern, who is a local boy. And I, I, I knew his dad. I played cricket with his dad. And we are playing quite a good standard of cricket. Uh, it was at the time when I was probably semi-professional and... Uh, he kind of took me under his wing uh, and uh, we, we would travel in the same car together and stuff like this and we would up, actually open the batting for a spell uh, in the Ribblesdale League. And uh, he died uh, only about, I don't know, probably four or five years ago. And I saw him again just before that and he, and he was saying, you know, he's not well and all this stuff. And he said, it's great to see me and great to see all the music and, and all this stuff that's going on. Um, and he said, his son, he said, my son, Tom, he, he plays music. You should check him out. Go to the Tempest Arms. And this house belongs to the Tempest family. And the Tempest Arms is a pub which is three miles from the house and it obviously belongs to, to, the, to them as well. So I went there that night and um, I, saw him, I saw his son sing. And he was really, really good, you know, a really beautiful player and, and, and a great voice. But he kind of was doing a lot of cover stuff. So I contacted him only recently. I said, look, you know, I'm just meeting your dad over that time and me being close to him. He was a great guy. And I just feel like this is the time for you to come and play for us. And, and uh, have you got any original stuff? And he's like, yeah, I'm so excited. You know, I don't usually play original stuff. There's a lot of demand for cover songs around here. And. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've got I've got so much stuff. I can't wait. I can't wait. And yeah, so that that link happened, and that kind of um, you know story was 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 just purely around around his dad, really. And uh, also, he's a he's a great player. So we got Tom Scotton. We've got I'm lo- just White. loving the fact that in the middle of all of this, I have actually just spotted the rogue critic cricket bat yeah. sitting behind you. I was like, you used to be a semi pro, but there it is, right in the a, corner. I was a full pro. It's um yeah, it's just I mean, quite funny. Like, I have that. I use that in Ibiza a few times. It's actually it's it's the only thing I take around with me over anything else you know lots of people go I need to have my favourite t-shirt or uh, the, the cricket bat just all got, follows me around it's kind of I just thought maybe it was for burglars it doubles up as a weapon <laughs> and, uh, and also it's quite a weapon on the pitch as well it's just, it really is just a beautiful bat it's incredible it's uh, doubling up as a weapon or, or you make it a weapon well I hope both but not in the kind of violent way <laughs> no, uh, I mean like you know yeah, are you yeah, the lethal weapon or yeah. what's going on here when, when, when uh, you know the last game I played I think it was down in the south of Ibiza and yeah I can't really brag about how I play cricket but it was it was <laughs> funny it was fun 
Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I was, t- t- there's no, nothing like the satisfaction, you know, of leather against willow. That's what they say. But me, I just like, you know, if you can hit the ball hard and, and with timing, it's this, that's therapy in, its, in itself. It's just such a beautiful feeling. And I just had this, I hadn't, I hadn't you know, I hadn't practiced for 10 years and I just went and batted and I just, it just came to me immediately again. And I, I, just, I was just enjoyed it so much. I batted for about 20 minutes and yeah, it was, it was fun. It's kind of like riding a bike, I guess, like one of those like reflex reactions that you have that just sort of resides in the deep recesses of uh, your person somewhere and all of a sudden it just pops out and it's like, yes, still got it. Yeah, that's it. And I watched my father play until he was in his... 60s in his mid 60s he just was like I'm not I'm not going to give it up you know and that was that he could have still played even when he was 70 odd he, he was just that kind of personality and he played professionally for for Sussex and uh, uh yeah played professional football as well so it was in the family and uh yeah he loved watching me play I think that story about yeah Tom's dad I'm really gonna yeah I'm gonna find that quite interesting when I go there to sort of witness his uh yeah his original so is he writing material specifically for the festival or is he just sort of uh, basically getting into his own little groove now with your encouragement behind him uh, possibly I I think he had a couple of songs that he'd already written but you know it's not really it should be the the request you know play your own stuff this is what world unplugs about original music in magical places and um yeah, but I don't think he has much demand for it. But for me, that's the only place I want to be and the only thing I want to hear. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. And we've got Alan Clark as well, the the, the, the big star from Amsterdam. And he seems to be going from strength to strength and, you know, gathering fans, like, in the thousands at the moment. Um, who else? Do we Is have? that the guy that you had playing in the cave? I yeah. seem to remember yeah. that was actually probably one of the highlights of that gig. I just, yeah. oh, my God, it was amazing. Like, that was one of my absolute all-time favorite well done plugged and i took one of the reset rebel uh, podcast um charity guests on that because she came for free on the round the island walk and i took her as a little surprise because the retreat lady i was supposed to be taking actually dropped out and it was just such an amazing evening and we drank lots of mezcal um, the night before she went on the round the island walk and yeah she had a great great time so he was incredible who else have you got that's what that's what i love to hear uh, we have Sebastian Lilia, who obviously plays with me guitar, and then he plays in his own right. Sebastian is Hush Forever. He's, he's, he goes by Hush Forever. Uh, the guy with the beard, the, the Viking. And he, he just, he's, just, he's just on it. He's, he's just in Sweden again, and he's, his profile's going up there because just from nothing else, but aside from talent, just hard work. Uh, so they seem to be working really hard on everything and he's getting a lot of streams on Spotify, kind of half a million plays a day and stuff. So it's, it's really you know, amazing to see all these artists that were kind of loyal to World Unplugged and still there and, and they, they really get gathering momentum in, 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 the, in the field that they want to be in. And also we have um, Matthias Adamsik, the, the, the Polish violinist, and we have uh, Maria McKee, uh, uh, who, is, uh, who sang... Show Me Heaven and wrote Show Me Heaven so uh, that's going to be a little surprise because she's well when I say we have her I, should, I shouldn't say that until we are 100% confirmed but she said she's coming we've agreed she knows when it is um, but Chloe says she's got a bit of diva status so we'll see we'll see but she's only travelling from London so she should, shouldn't be uh, an issue for her but she's an Irish girl and uh, she's yeah I mean that song I think it, it changed a lot of people's lives uh, and everybody knows it. And then and I'm honestly not familiar with it. Can you give us a little rendition no, of it, no, maybe? <laughs> Can you just plagiarise? Comfort me. Show me heaven, comfort 
me. That yes. Okay. Now I know the one you mean. Sorry, I, I, I'm having a yeah. having a blank day today. I'm having blankety blanks. It's, a, she it's difficult. In, I think she wrote that in the dorms of Trinity in Dublin one one evening as a 20 year old girl. But she's got you know amazing voice. You know, one of those real real singers. You know, that bellows it out from the depths of the of the soul and. Yeah, so she's she's like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, and uh, she doesn't want to always always be known for that song, but I am gonna try and get her to just sing that song, you know, and get everybody kind of, you know, wow, what is it's really her. Um, who else is playing? Who else? Who else? Who else? There's a possibility that we have Portugal the man. Uh, we we uh, yeah, we, we'll see. There'll be might be a few surprises, uh, but at the, the, this stage, this is who we've got. We've got we've got those kind of five or six. And I don't want to get too more, too too many either, because I like it to be compact. I like to everybody, to, I like everybody to know each other, and even the musicians. There has to be a really nice dynamic between them, and we have, you know, meals beforehand, get to know each other if they don't know each other, and it just builds up this really lovely family very quickly. And then when they go and perform, they just know everybody's behind them, the musicians are behind them, and I grew up in a in a world where there was almost a competition amongst musicians. I mean, there still is amongst, in any field, which is a niche field where, you know, if you get the spot, then you get everything. You know, you get the, 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 the fame, the whatever, the money, whatever it is that you're wanting. So there is a real, like, fucking, you know, like a dog-eat-dog world out there. But with, with World Unplugged, it, it just mellows and puts everybody on, on the same level. And, you know, Alan Clark doesn't need to come and do these events. And... He just comes and he loves it and uh, he's, he's always going to love it and he's always going to encourage other people to go there as attendees and musicians and that's, uh, that's, that's the platform we're trying to create. A, a really kind of non-competitive but, but you know, obviously the reason why you want to be competitive is because you want to impress the musicians not because you want to beat them and stamp them into the ground and be the, the big star, you know. So that's it. We, we've got we've got some a great great bunch of people, and I, I'm hoping it'll be the same for the people travelling. I mean, we've already got people buying tickets from Austria, so it's a scary thing putting out an event and just going right. We're going to choose a new place. Yeah, there's some association with me as as being a Yorkshire man and it being down the road from where I grew up. But still, you're like, well, what if nobody buys one ticket? You know, I think it's always the fear. But we're we're well on now, and uh, yeah, I think we're gonna have a full house on on the on the night. I absolutely cannot wait, and um, it just yeah, it just sounds quite luxurious and decadent, yeah. which um, I love a bit of decadence in England, particularly in those kinds of venues. They're just um, very very special, and I can imagine. You know, from the pictures I've seen in the brochure and all the wonderful vintage furniture and all the kind of like antiques and I just can't wait to take my shoes off and feel a carpet between my little toes, which is something we don't get to do in Ibiza because all the houses are tiled. That for me is pure, you're just, you know, pure heaven. I know. <laughs> that is showing me heaven right That's there. Thick. I can't wait. Yes, yeah, thick soft carpet you know you can't be that in a, in a cold place especially when you're in an old castle or stately home I mean this is this is great stuff the world seems to be opening up uh, with these buildings uh, and, and people seem to want to share them with, with, with others more than ever before uh, this, this particular place Broughton Hall has been uh, kind of tabbed as uh, one of the light centres uh, and there's a, there's, a, there's a chap writing books at the moment about this kind of the general fight for good and the general fight for light and, and not a one world power and, and nothing to do with finance, nothing to do with killing people in war and, and, and raping and pillaging all their things and uh, people and whatever. It's to do with just, no, we don't want to do that anymore. We don't want to 
this is a real movement and Broughton Hall has been put in his book as one of the, the, the pioneering light centres uh, which is an important, strong, regal building which is creating uh, you know, light and, and creating a, an awareness and a fight against everything which, which uh, is dark which sounds kind of like some superhero weird like multi-universe, parallel universe thing but it's a real, it's a real thing and if you've got people feeling good going to a place, transforming themselves, and then going back out into the world, feeling good, then it's just natural for them to do exactly what we were saying earlier. It's, it's, it's natural and easy for them to be kind to people, pick up the hitchhiker, go out of their way to drop somebody somewhere. You know, it's just, it's just what happens. So you start thinking outside yourself in a positive way and in a helpful manner when you are happy. And it shouldn't have to be that way either. I mean, you, should, you could be unhappy and bloody miserable and still help people. But let's face it, it's easier when you feel like, I've got my own gas mask on and now I can help others. So, yeah, I think it's a, an important building. It, and I think Roger and the guys there have really made something extremely special. And you do feel elevated there and you do feel like you really want to go out there and save the world and that's before you even hear any music i you know i just think this idea of like opening up these spaces as you talked about is uh yeah it's a beautiful thing and i you know the national trust do that a lot they've got a great podcast going on at the moment they're doing loads of really amazing events as well and i think there's definitely a movement towards more of that that kind of grassrootsy you know let's not put these kind of palatial residences on a pedestal and and feel like they're out of reach and they're out of touch and they're inaccessible and actually opening you know opening the doors and and making people feel part of something that maybe isn't just about some you know millionaire owning a property like that and I think, the, where was that place I went to? It was uh, in Bakewell, near Bakewell, up north. Um, another really beautiful palatial home that I went and spent a bit of time uh, just before Christmas last year. I just completely fell in love with it. And it's a little Christmas market and you can look around and it's just absolutely gorgeous. So I think to have a really big music event is a really special idea. So, uh, yeah, well done you. Thank you very much. I think that's it. You, we've hit the nail on the head. Things are changing, aren't they? Uh, people were afraid. They thought, well, if you open up these houses and you get people pillaging, taking off the art off the wall and graffitiing, but it's just not that. When you open up these houses, they demand a respect, uh, just naturally, to anybody who walks in there, unless you're completely mad and, and just, you know, kleptomaniac. But, but otherwise, it's just like, you know, you respect and you look around and you even take your shoes off or wipe your feet or whatever it is, and you treat things with respect. And you definitely don't wander around drinking red wine. <laughs> you try not to, but I said that to Roger and he just goes, we, we've got, you know, we've got contingencies We have dark that. shag pile carpets, darling. We have all that. I said, what if it's absolutely peeing down? He said, listen, he said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I was like, okay. But I still, I still even think in that situation, 150 people walking into that house, that they probably might just instigate you know, taking off their shoes anyway. Oh, my God, that's the first thing I would do. I would definitely not walk in there with muddy old trotters. That just wouldn't, wouldn't be the, the, the done thing with my, you know, with wonderful wellies on. Unless he has, you know, those old guys at the, at the, at the door with a kind of a, the scraper for the boot and then, and then somebody with a hose and then somebody with a towel. You never know what he's got. Well, surely one would wear one's galoshes to such an occasion anyway and just slide them off the top and you've got a brand new clean pair underneath. Exactly. <laughs> and they're just, you know, everybody can put those on that, can't they? I can put yours on, you can put mine on, it doesn't matter. A, a galosh fest. It's perfect. 
I haven't actually worn my galoshes in a very long time. I'm quite important. looking forward to breaking those out. I shall definitely be putting those in my um, hand luggage as a prioritised item. It's always difficult to pack hand luggage only, but I'm only going for three days, so they are definitely going in. That's it. That and the hunters. The hunter wellies, my other favourite shoe item at the back of the wardrobe that hasn't seen any action in Ibiza in a very long time, funnily enough. Um, what, can I just ask what else, um, apart from obviously the music, which is going to be amazing, and the mezcal with Damayana, which is, for me is going to be a highlight because I just think that is the perfect combo of uh, things that go together and just kind of get you all loved up and gooey and a bit excitable, um, which is always a good thing in my head. <laughs> and also makes you say really strange things on stage, uh, Justin. Yeah, it does, yeah. Although I didn't, hadn't had a drink that night. <laughs> Well, we've got, we've, we've got um, I mean, yeah, this is all part of the, the mind, you know, the mind control. No, it's not. But, you know, if you, if you, if you, everybody, if you get them on mezcal and everybody's on mezcal and, and they're smiling and happy and laughing and tactile and, you know, great, you know, I think it's just an amazing drink as well. But we've also got, um, we have, well, we've got some surprises. You just have to wait and see. Uh, they, we, yeah, we've got some surprises. And, and you're going to be taken. Some people are going to be taken at some point. And, and yeah, I, I just... Taken got... where? That sounds intriguing. Yeah, well, that's it. There's, no, there's nothing else I can say. you either got to be there um, and, and to experience it or not. But it, the first night we have... Oh, no, the first night what we're going to do, because not everybody's staying two nights. So we have a dinner. Uh, it'll be quite casual, I think, for the dinner, but obviously in a beautiful home. And then... I want people to prepare a one to two minute skit or poem or whatever. So anybody who's attending, they can interact and get involved themselves. So probably 30, 40 people stay the night before on the actual, you know, the night before. So, um, yeah, that'll be fun. And uh, just it'll get the the, the nerves out a little bit and uh, it'll get them feeling connected to their creative side. So. Just I'm just having I'm a Chloe moment now because I think I'm staying the night before. I don't know if I'm uh, still allowed, but that really just doesn't sound like something I want to get involved well, in. You don't have to do it, but if, if you do, then you do. I mean, I, I'm not saying that this is going to be the most brilliant performances that you've ever seen in your life, uh, but I think uh, with, with the nature of, of what, what it is, the, 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 the occasion and the standard of music and stuff, that people will maybe pull, 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 some, uh, pull some of their best things out of the bag. Great, okay, no pressure. I might just write a poem. I mean, some people make make the chicken out of the the tea towel. You know that one. I do love a good. I'd like know. a sort of a, a bra out of a, a napkin yeah. as well. well. There's a few uh, few little tricks. You know, whatever it is. I mean, look, the, the, that is just a bit of a lowbrow, bit of fun. Have some fun at dinner. Have a couple of drinks. Get yourself acclimatized. When we, then we go off and we do a fire fire uh, ritual and we get burn some things you don't want and. And then you just kind of left your own devices the first night. Because I know what happens for me is when I arrive somewhere and I'm excited and I'm feeling like this is great and beautiful, that I, I just always peak at that night. Mm. I just don't want to do that. So I'm encouraging even the people coming to this to not peak the night before. But, you know, they might have to. And they might just not peak. They might just go really high and then, and then stay there for the whole weekend. That's the, that's the hope. So, yeah, we've got a few surprises. Main thing is music and uh, connecting with those musicians. But yeah, I mean, the countryside around and, and the landscape is the best in the world for me. Yeah, I'm a little bit biased. I wasn't ever that patriotic before, but these days when I go back, it's, yeah, I feel, I feel connected beyond. Yeah. I think, yeah, you appreciate uh, absence definitely makes the heart 
grow fonder. Um, and I think the nature there is just so very, very different to how it is here in Ibiza and the sounds and the feeling of like the air and the smells and just everything that I can imagine Yorkshire might be like. I've never been to Yorkshire, so I'm looking forward to having a pie and some Yorkshire ale and some Yorkshire tea. And those are all the things that are on my hit list, actually. It's, I mean, <laughs> I'm staying an extra day after the festival just right. to do all of those things. I'm going to get really stodged up and then um, drink loads of tea and get really high right at the very end of my day. I think it's, it conjures up the saying, you know, when in Rome, doesn't it? But, but you know that you don't have to do all the things that are in Yorkshire because you're in Yorkshire. You know that, don't you? I mean, that would be... But I want to, Justin. I, I want to go. I might you're even right, just right. go out and meet a Yorkshire man just, oh, well, for, just for fun and games, just a farmer, yeah, just right. to hang out with for the afternoon. Not for that purposes, no, no, just, to, just to kind of, you know, get a bit of Yorkshire into me. You know, the lay of the land, <laughs> stuff like that. Show you how many sheep he has, what colour he sprays them, you know, so they know who's, who's it's who's. No, I understand. Did you have any Bakewell tarts in Bakewell? Of course I did. I, I had a Bakewell tart and a, a fine cup of, uh, you know, bone china tea in a okay. teacup. It was delicious. I'm trying to remember the name of that. It's Chatsworth House. Chatsworth. That's where it was. Chatsworth House. Went there to the Christmas market. The actual um, little pond at the very front of the Christmas market was frozen over. It was thick ice. It was bloody freezing last December when I was um, babysitting my friend's yoga studio in Chesterfield. And I drove there and, yeah. Like you said, like the nature and that, that whole environment of the peaks and just absolutely beautiful. So um, I will pack my hiking shoes as well as my galoshes. Sure. You're not far away from there, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah. I mean, look, I, I just, I'm just excited for everybody to get there and, and land in Yorkshire and just see it because everybody that lives in Ibiza or where, Vienna or wherever it is, they're traveling from Amsterdam, they, they, they're not going to believe it. You know? And also, the other good thing that we've got on our side uh, is it's been raining in Yorkshire now through the whole summer almost. I mean, it was two or three days where it was sunny, but it's still raining. I mean, I'm looking at the iPhone weather and it's just rain, rain, rain every day like a monsoon. And I'm a, I have a feeling that when we get to October 31st that we're going to be uh, in that beautiful, crisp, light autumnal sunshine. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like Rockefeller uh, country then. We have all those beautiful autumn leaves and, and some sunshine. It's got to be. That is my absolute favourite time of year to be in England when it's autumnal and all those rusty old golds and oranges and yellows yeah. and ambers and siennas and yeah. burnt oranges. Like That's literally like my favourite colour scheme in the world. So I'm going to be lushing out on all of that wonderfulness. Are we going to finish with a little... I mean, people can go to the website at www.worldunplugged.com for a ticket and to find out a bit more information. Um, and I'm going to be posting some stuff on our Instagram, in the stories, but also a post of this really cute little video uh, just to check it out. So you're going to get the whole spectrum and wonder um, of the venue, the musicians, everything we've talked about in today's show. And yeah, we'll hopefully see you there. Don't hesitate to get in touch with us um, if you want to ask anything else. Uh, and definitely, yeah, pop onto the website, have a little look. Not everybody gets to go to this gig. It's a little secret affair, which you're obviously finding out uh, and being privy to on this podcast today. So if you do want to go there, uh, pop the word hideaway into the website and uh, unlocked and unleashed will be Pandora's box of music. Um, are we going to end on a little track? We can do. I would absolutely love that. And um, yeah, just be a nice way to round off today's show. Justin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. This is called Feathers. Falling wings, I keep finding feathers. They used to be white, now they're black and shredded. Still alive, but just out of reach. 
Misty my sight but hard to see I'm still breathing Just breathing I'm still feeling Just feeling You're my sunny wise It's so cold as the moon put you further away The sea knows I'm drowning Stars sit there watching Can anything save me today? I'm everywhere and I'm nowhere All at once I'm tired, me, we'll get it together This frustration peaks I'll make it all better I live in a world that's so surreal I don't know how to feel If I want it I'll take it If I want it I'll break it I'll break it You're my son and why is it so cold as the moon put you further away The sea knows I'm drowning Stars sitting watching Can anything save me today If you're my son Then why is it so cold As the moon put you further away Cause the sea knows I'm drowning The stars sitting watching Can anything save me today I'm everywhere And I'm nowhere All at Just the last song, just think, 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 think. What a twat. Actually made my day. I was like, I've got one. I've got one hand with the podcast machine and one hand with the phone, and I just like couldn't bat it away for you. And I was like, what do I do? I don't want to interrupt the recording. Oh my god! I was coming out in a hot sweat with indecision, but um, I'm so glad that you finally got rid of that little blighter. Do it. Do it. It's professional. <laughs> it was sort of meditative because um, I actually been running a retreat in this space um, in the middle of nowhere near Portanax. And exactly the same thing. Every time we go to meditate, like these flies will just come out of nowhere and start pecking at people's faces. And it's like, you know, I keep encouraging people to obviously ignore it. It's just like life, you know, you have to ignore the external influences, the irritations, the, you know, the things that get on your nerves. And 
it's not easy because um, particularly, I think when people are stressed, you know, one little thing comes along and starts badgering them and then it just explodes. And it's quite interesting watching the reactions of different people and people's different levels of, you know, coping with the little things that are pecking away at them and, that, and the way that that was actually headbutting you in the face for the entire duration of that track. Yeah, hats off to you. You just, uh, you know, you didn't even snap. No problem, no problem. I kind of, I just kind of thought, well, you know what? It's not there anymore. It's just a figment of my imagination. But then it got harder. Like it started really tapping. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh. we're through it. We're through it. I did cut some bits out of the song, to be fair, because of that stupid fly. <laughs> that fly's got a lot to answer for. I think, uh, yeah, death is imminent. But um, you know, we don't like to uh, have too much brutality oh, on such a, a you know a stupendous occasion. Yeah, I just leave them alone. You know. People are irritating as well, aren't they? Not just flies. You can't just go and kill them. Tempting, but no, <laughs> definitely not. Um, I think, you know, it has actually gotten to that time of year straight after the storms that we had at the end of September. And wow, it's like everything that I don't really like in the kind of, uh, you know, the small creature world got born. I don't know. There was a serious gangbang going on that weekend during the storms because I'm telling you what, I've never seen so many flies or so many mosquitoes and I've been absolutely nibbled to death the last few weeks. I'm hoping that's, uh, you know, going to be a thing of the past quite soon. And um, now we're joined by a beautiful fluffy creature. We've got your little doggy. She's absolutely gorgeous. She looks a little bit like the Dulux dog with a suntan because she's kind of more yellowy, honey, gold coloured and really long furred and just adorable, basically, kind of in love. I'm really, really, really looking forward to this event in the uh, the old Yorkshire. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing you there. I can't wait. I'm a little bit nervous with this one because, as I say, it's outside of Ibiza, and uh, I'm doing all all the everything, the promo, the the tickets, everything. I mean, when we do foreign gigs, usually we got they call themselves promoters, but they're not. They're really, they're really passionate about what we do, and they could just be somebody who owns a restaurant or somebody that works in the local factory it doesn't matter if they're passionate about it they say I want to bring it to my town and we do it and uh, so this is the first one I've really done off my own back and uh, yeah I, it's nerve-wracking to have all that pressure but uh, either way we, we're going to enjoy it and we're going to have a monumental occasion I think bring it on I cannot wait thank you Justin so much for hosting uh, the Reset Rebel in your wonderful land and um, we'll see you in Yorkshire see you there guys Thank you. Reset Rebel It's the Reset Rebel It's the Reset Rebel It's the Reset Rebel